Welcome to another episode of the YXC Sports Podcast for the week of September the 20th. It is hard to believe that September is winding down. I know I talked about this last week, but it is winding down. It is also my least favorite day of the year, uh, and that is Election Day. I shouldn't say Election Day is my least favorite day of the year. I'd say it's maybe almost my most favorite day of the year because then all the election ads, all the political campaigns, all of that sort of stuff is all over and done with. So I'm really looking forward to uh, maybe tomorrow or maybe even Wednesday when I don't have to hear about this anymore because, you know, tomorrow you'll get the results and then everybody will be wondering what they could have done better and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, me, not a big politics guy. This is Matt Morrison. Happy to have you tag along for yet another week. As you can see, I'm riding solo. We are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Villa Bars. We are every single Monday. We're live on the Wendell Clark's Facebook page. We're live on YXE Sports Podcast's Facebook page. And we're also live on No YXE. And we're hoping, and I can't give you too many details yet, but we are hoping to be coming to more platforms starting soon. So make sure that you keep your eyes and ears peeled for that to make sure that... Uh, you were able to stay in the know with all the latest things that is happening with the YXC Sports Podcast, but we're trying to uh, grow the amount of platforms that we go on, and we're hopeful that next week we can take a big step towards that. Make sure to leave your questions, comments, concerns, opinions, thoughts. Leave them all in the comments section. I would love to hear from you, as you guys are what makes the show great, and a big thank you to everybody for listening on the streaming part of this podcast as well, everybody that uh, listens to those. Of course, uh, like I said, the, it is the YXC Sports Podcast for another week. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders were able to get back into the win column on Friday night. They beat up on the Toronto Argonauts 30-16 to back at home at Mosaic Stadium. It was the first game with vaccine mandates in place. I'll get to that in two seconds. But Cody Fajardo had a, a pretty good game, a bounce-back game, if you will. 21 of 31 for 212 yards, two touchdowns. And one interception. The Riders, of course, were uh, without defensive lineman A.C. Leonard. He was serving a suspension because he refused a drug test after the Labor Day Classic in Regina. And I'm surprised that the uh, doping officials wanted to test anybody on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Because if you saw that Labor Day Classic game, then you knew that nobody on that team was doping because of the performance that they put up. But that's a story for another time. So A.C. Leonard was suspended for the Banjo Bowl and then suspended for the game against the B.C. Lions. And then it was announced that he's going to be suspended for one additional game because not only did he refuse to take this doping test uh, that uh, you're randomly selected for, he then also uh, basically berated the doping officials, the ones that were trying to get him or give him the drug test, the doping test. So for one, he couldn't, uh, didn't want to, couldn't do it for whatever reason, and then he decided to uh, be a jerk to the doping officials. A lot of people are calling for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to release A.C. Leonard. Head coach Craig Dickinson spoke about that and said, we're probably not going to release him. We want our players to be obviously of high character, but uh, he didn't do anything, you know, that outrageous he was just in his words craig dickinson's words he was just a jerk to the doping official so that's what's new with that but it was the first game uh that vaccine mandates were in place down in regina at mosaic stadium of course you had to provide proof of a negative covid test up to 72 hours prior to the game or you also had to uh, obviously prove uh, that you were double vaccinated and uh, that brings on the uh, which i heard that the uh how they went about that was pretty 
pretty good. You're able to go on Thursday and either get your negative test or bring your negative test results to the stadium, or you were able to show your proof of vaccination on the Thursday, the day before the game as well. So it sounds like uh, that went off without a hitch. Now, one thing I did want to talk about was the attendance because I was sitting uh, over at a buddy's house watching that game, and it looked like on TV that it certainly wasn't a very full stadium. I'm hearing that only 17,000 fans took in the game in person at Mosaic, but I'm also hearing that 25,000 fans took in the game at Mosaic Stadium. I don't know what the actual number is. Again, for, for, from me watching the game on TV, it certainly looked like it was kind of on the lower end. Mosaic uh, Stadium, the new Mosaic Stadium, uh, seats about 33,000 fans. So it looked definitely like it was more so on the side of 17,000, but who am I to judge? Um, and then uh, this brought up uh, uh, some interesting research from myself because I do love research and I was kind of wondering, does this have to do with the fact that these vaccine mandates were in place? Does this have to do with other things? Brenner Clark's Classic Girl and Bar says Friday night, light start, not a lot of out-of-counters, no time. Yeah, no, there's definitely a couple of factors. The weather is getting cold as well and we all know how cold these nights get on the prairies even though we're having an unusually warm September it still gets pretty cold at night there was the one night last week that I think overnight it got to below freezing so that's interesting but I came across an article and it was written before the 2021 season had started and it was uh, an article on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders attendance and I found it very interesting because they opened brand new Mosaic Stadium in 2017. So in 2017, keep in mind the capacity of new Mosaic Stadium, 33,000. And the average attendance in 2017 was 32,762. They sold out six of their nine home games for their first year at new Mosaic Stadium. In 2018, they sold out five games. So that was down one game from 2017. The average attendance there was 32,057. So their average attendance was down in 2018. And then in 2019, the average attendance dipped by almost 1,500. 2019's average attendance was 30,723. There was also only one sold-out game in 2019. I should say regular season game. I believe the West Final against the one that played Blue Bombers when Cody Fajardo hit that upright. I believe that was a sellout, but there was only one sellout in the regular season, and that was the Labor Day Classic against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and half of those fans, or just under half of those fans, are Winnipeg fans, so that certainly helps, but it is interesting just to see the trend. A lot of people are blaming the vaccine mandates on this and that and all sort of stuff, and Wendell Clark's brought up the point about the late start on a Friday, not a lot of out-of-towners, so there are a lot of factors. I don't think that it necessarily has much to do with the fact that these vaccine mandates are put in place. I do think that if you look at the attendance of all the CFL, not just the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and, you know, I, I hate that this is happening because I'm a big fan of the CFL, but there's definitely other cities, other teams in the Canadian Football League where attendance has been on kind of a downward spiral as well. So why would this be? Well, I can't answer that. I can't really answer that for any of the out-of-town teams. I can't really answer that for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders either. In the article that I read, they did have an interview with President and CEO Craig Reynolds, and he said in 2019, you got to keep in mind two things. There was two sold-out Garth Brooks shows that played at Mosaic Stadium in August of 2019. There was also the Heritage Classic that uh, was played at Mosaic Stadium in, I can't remember the month. I want to say it was October, but don't quote me on that. That was the Winnipeg Jets versus the Calgary 
flames. So there's only so many entertainment dollars to go around in the province and in the city. So, you know, you could maybe have that be a factor too. I really don't know, but I don't necessarily think that it's all vaccine related. Two more home games for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, October 9th at 5 p.m. Okay, it's a 5 p.m. start, but by the time that that game finishes, it's going to be uh, pretty chilly. It's going to be nighttime. And then on November 13th, that's a 3 o'clock game at Mosaic Stadium against the Edmonton Elks. So an afternoon game, but again, it is mid-November, so I do think that the attendance is going to take a dip, or it seems like it always does take a dip when the weather does get cold, because we do live in Saskatchewan, and the weather does get cold. But uh, it was the first game with vaccine mandates at Mosaic Stadium. So it'll be interesting to see that October 9th game. I believe uh, Calgary is in town for that one. So it'll be interesting to see, 5 o'clock start, if that one uh, is going to have an effect on the attendance or not. Ian wants to know if this is the year for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Well, it certainly could be. Of course, we saw how they stacked up against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and the simple answer to that was not well, but they looked pretty good against a Toronto Argos team. Now, the Toronto Argonauts are by no means uh, the best team in the Canadian Football League or even the best team in the East Division, but... This definitely uh, could be the win to get the Saskatchewan Rough Riders back rolling. Of course, they have that great start. They have the BC Lions this upcoming Friday, Friday night, September 24th. That game is at BC Place in beautiful Vancouver. They play in a dome there. That would have been smart to have one of those here, but uh, what do I know? So that will be a good game for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as well. So that's what's new in the Canadian Football League and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders front. Husky Athletics returned in a big, big way Last weekend, the Husky football team got a 31-14 win over the Manitoba Bisons in a non-conference game. So that uh, game obviously isn't going to count for the standings. Their season, their regular season, starts on September the 25th, and they're in Calgary at McMahon to play the Calgary Dinos. Men's hockey, it is the Mike Babcock era at Merlis Belcher Place. They played a non-conference game or non-conference series against the Calgary Dinos. Uh, got off to a rough start. They lost 7-2 to on Friday, first game under Mike Babcock, but they followed that up with a 6-4 to win the night after. So the Babcock era is underway. I think they play like six or seven exhibition or what they call in university athletics non-conference games. So it'll be interesting to see how Babcock does behind the bench. And mark my words, between the YXC Sports Podcast and our great friends at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, you know who you are, we will get Mike Babcock on for an episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. We did a special edition episode with him back in February, uh, February, March, whenever it was that he got hired, but we will get him for an in-person interview. Mark my words, because I'm going to uh, work some magic, and when I say I, I mean Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar and myself are going to work some magic. Women's hockey starts September the 24th, or sorry, women's hockey non-conference play starts on September the 24th. The regular season starts on October 23rd, 22nd, 23rd weekend. Same with the Huskies men as well. So both the Huskies men and the Huskies women will be playing a home-and-home with the Regina Cougars for hockey. So that's how uh, that will shake down in the uh, university sports Soccer got underway as well. I'll go ahead, again, all exhibition, but it's just so great to be able to to see university sports back. And if you haven't been to Merlis Belcher Place, I was talking to somebody on the weekend that had never been to Merlis Belcher Place, and I just couldn't 
stop raving about the facility. Uh, Mike Babcock also did an interview with my old man. And Mike Babcock, keep in mind, this is a guy that has coached at the highest level you can at hockey. He has been around the top facilities in probably the world. And he said Merlis Belcher Place ranks right up there. So pretty high praise from a guy like Mike Babcock. So that's when you know that the town, the university, everybody that's you know put this stuff into Merlis Belcher Place has done it right. So a big, uh, big shout out to everybody involved with that. And get out and support, whether you get out and support the football team, whether you get out and support men's or women's hockey, men's or women's soccer, basketball, when they get going, whatever your preferred sport at the university level is, make sure that you get out and support because these university students took such a tough hit last year with not being able to play. They're student athletes. They work hard in the classroom. They study hard. They work hard in their dorm rooms studying uh, because there is a thing where if your average is, is only so much, you can't play. So not only do these players do exceptional things on the football field, on the soccer pitch, on the ice, they're also scholars in the classroom as well. So make sure you get out and support the student athletes this year. The price is right for a hockey game or a football game, and you just can't beat the university atmosphere, uh, that, especially at the U.S., especially at Merlis Belcher Place when a team like Regina comes into town or a team like Regina comes up to play at Griffith Stadium or a Regina or a Calgary Saskatchewan football game at Griffith Stadium. It is all just the absolute best. So make sure you get out and support whatever your preferred sport at university level is. Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bars. We are every single Monday night, and this week is no different. And what's new at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is, well, the NFL season. They're in week number two. My Denver Broncos are 2-0, and so they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, but Thursdays, Sundays, Mondays, $5 bevies at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, and also Super Bowl Square. So come on down. You have a chance to support a couple of great causes, throw some money down on the Super Bowl Squares, and support a great cause. All fun and games here at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, doing great things for the community. Sticking with football at a, the PFC, the Prairie Football Conference level, the Saskatoon Hilltops have lost two in a row for the first time since who knows when Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar says, hey, new commercial. Uh, it is a new commercial, and if you watch NFL football on the TV, depending on what station you are watching, you uh, are able to hear my voice. So that might make you tune in more. That might make you tune in less. Not really sure. We'll have to get the logistics from the TV station when the season is all said and done. But back to the Saskatoon Hilltops. They have lost two, uh, two in a row for the first time since who knows when. They uh, played a home-and-home home with the Regina Thunder, and they do this every year. It's called the Shrine Bowl, and it is absolutely fantastic football. The Regina Thunder won the game in Saskatoon two weeks ago on a 51-yard game-winning field goal. No time left on the clock at Saskatoon Minor Football Field. And then they lost, the Hilltops lost 30-27 to at Mosaic Stadium this past weekend. So have uh, a couple of different people, a lot of people actually, that I know that have played Hus or Hilltop football and Husky football for that matter. One of them was my brother. My brother played from 2010 to 2013, so I texted him today and I said, did you ever lose two in a row when you played for the Hilltops? And his response to me was, nope, was trying to think the last time that it happened. If not, uh, you know, 2014, he thought it might have happened in 2014. Spoiler alert, it didn't, and I'll get to that in a little bit, but he said in 1996 when they won the national title, they lost the first two games of the season, cut a bunch of players, and then went on 
to win. And then I texted another one of my buddies who's listening, so Court of Onkel. Uh, there's your shout-out on the YXC Sports Podcast. He played from 2013 to 2016, and they never lost two games in a row ever when he was a part of the Saskatoon Hilltops. He said in 2014 they were 1-2, and two, and then they rattled off 17 straight wins. So Court of Onkel, when he was on the Hilltops, never lost a game back-to-back. He said they lost one game every year he played except for 2014. And then Cordovanco, so I got a couple of messages and some people that I saw over the weekend that were kind of concerned because we don't know the last time the Saskatoon Hilltops lost two games in a row. It very well could have been 1996. It very well could have been uh, the early 2000s. But take this from a multiple-time national champion. Cordovanco says, make sure that you let people know the national championship isn't won in weeks three and four. It's won in November. So he is a guy that has a tremendous amount of pedigree. Uh, and uh, the proof is in the pudding for Cordovanco. He has a couple of national titles. Might have to get him on the podcast. He can maybe bring down those rings as well. But take it from a guy that knows that the national championship isn't won now. The national championship is won in November. And if there's one thing you should know about a Tom Sargent-led football team is that they are going to rebound. And they are going to rebound in a big, big way. So to everybody that's not necessarily crying wolf, but to everybody that's panicking, just relax. It's going to be all good. Adversity is a good thing. That's what separates good teams from great teams is adversity. And the Saskatoon Hilltops are a great team. This might ruffle some feathers here in Saskatoon, but I think the fact that the Thunder won back-to-back games is good for the game of football in the province because uh, Regina has a lot of good players, and there's a lot of good players in the southern part of this province as well. So I think it's just good for the province you know, as a whole uh, in terms of how football goes, especially at that level. To, uh, to be able to get a couple of wins. Tom Sargent said in his post-game interview again, uh, on that loss, the second loss to the Thunder, that whenever we play the Thunder, whenever the Thunder play us, we just bring out uh, the best in one another. And he was absolutely right. So the Thunder won two close games, by the way. I mean, one was a, a last-second field goal, a 51-yard kick, might I add. And the other one, a 30-27 to 27 win. That was their touchdown that the Thunder scored was in the final two minutes. So both of the games came down to the wire as well in that one. The Saskatoon Blades kicked off their preseason this past weekend with a game against, or a series, I should say, against the Edmonton Oil Kings. They won 4-3 to on Friday night, so they got off on the right foot under new head coach Brennan Sonny. However, they followed that up with a 7-3 loss against those same Oil Kings the next afternoon, Saturday afternoon. So they're 1-1 one one on the preseason. Uh, next up on the preseason sked, September 24th. They're in Prince Albert. September 25th, they have a preseason game in Warman as well. And their season kicks off on October 1st and 2nd. What a way to ring in October with Saskatoon Blades Hockey. It's a home and home with Moose Jaw. They're in Moose Jaw on October the 1st. They're in Saskatoon on October the 2nd. And like I said, head coach Brennan Sawney, a little bit of a, uh, a new, well, he is a new coach. So, you know, some new players are going to be involved for the the Saskatoon Blades as well, and it'll be interesting to see how Brennan Sonny does. Of course, when Mitch Love was hired, we all know the things that Mitch Love did in Saskatoon, and he was one of the guys, Brennan Sonny was one of the guys that Mitch Love recommended the Blades hire after he moved on to be the head coach of the American Hockey League's Stockton Heat. So Sonny comes 
from Everett, where he was an assistant. He didn't come right from Everett. He came from France, but he at one point was an assistant coach with the Everett Silvertips, as which as was Mitch Love. So there might be something in the water in terms of assistant coaches down in Everett. We'll have to wait and see. But I watched some of Brennan Sonny's post-game press conference after the 7-3 loss. It's safe to say that... Uh, his boys are going to be working hard every single night. Make sure you get out to the Saskatel Centre as well. And I know that it's tough between the Huskies, between the Rush, between the Saskatoon Blades, all to get out and support. You're not sure where to throw your money, spread your money around, because all of these teams deserve it after the 2020 that they had to endure. And all the teams also, uh, just it's just fun, right, to get out. The players deserve it. The teams deserve it. And the teams in some markets, not necessarily Saskatoon, but the teams in some market need that money kind of in the smaller market. So it will be interesting to see what kind of fans and what kind of attendance the Swift Current Broncos, the Moose Jaw Warriors, the Prince Albert Raiders all get this season. That pretty much wraps things up for me on the YXE Sports Podcast for this week. So a big thank you for everybody who tuned in. And uh, I'm going to do this all again next week as we do so like i said a big thanks for everybody big thanks to everybody for bearing with me as i am riding solo um ray morrison is still not a part of the yxc sports podcast nothing bad happened don't worry but if you guys are lucky enough i'll fill you in if you haven't figured it out already as to what he's doing now i'll fill you guys in but uh, all i'm going to say about that is for husky football home games this year you might view me and ray together and i'll just leave on that note see you next week